0: My name is Ryan Luke Winslade, and I am a PK and middle child. I know what it's like to be a misfit, an oddball, a weirdo, but I'm okay with that. If you're like me, you are most certainly welcome. Even if you're not, you will hopefully enjoy yourself here on Pastors Middle Kid anyway. We'll talk about stuff and look at things a little differently. Alright, let's get started! the 52nd episode of Pastors Middle Kid. My name is Ryan Luke and it is great to have you listening. In this episode, my good friend Tristan Harris, who has been on Pastors Middle Kid twice before, joins me to talk about his love story. Yeah, with his Norwegian bride-to-be, Betty Lisa. I also happen to divulge a little bit of my own love story with a certain lady from Michigan in the United States named Fiona. Now, a quick life update right before everybody's favorite Pastors Middle Kids segment. I am headed to the United States on the 14th of November for two weeks to spend with Fiona, and I am very, very excited for that. Uh, Probably more than anything else that I've ever been excited for in my entire life and that includes all the new Star Wars movies. That's what will be happening in a couple of weeks' time, and I will do my best over the coming days to uh, to record a few more episodes that can be scheduled to go out while I'm overseas, because I won't be able to do any then. So don't worry. Hopefully, PMK will not be withheld from your ears uh, while I am abroad. However, you will not be able to get the same updates on everybody's favorite Pastors Middle Kids segment Walking with Frodo since I when I record them I will not have read Past the Point uh, from next week's episode that said let's get into Walking with Frodo Smoke rises from the mountain of doom Mr. Frodo walking with Frodo
1: I wish the ring had never come to me I still only as one.
0: in case you were wondering I finally made it through the two towers Sam had just taken the ring from Frodo who he thought to be dead turns out he wasn't he'd just been poisoned by Shelob the giant spider and he is about to assault the tower where Frodo is being held captive. That hasn't happened yet and will not happen until book six. (laughs) So I have about 150 pages to go before then, uh, before I find out what is happening with Frodo, Sam and the Ring. I'm actually in chapter two, which is called The Passing of the Grey Company. And that's chapter number two of book number five. And I have just read about Pippin being sworn into the service of Gondor We've been introduced to Denethor, who is Boromir and Faramir's father, also a bit of a buffhead head to use the technical term, and we'll see what happens with him coming up. But a whole bunch of reinforcements, although not as many as hoped, are amassing in Minas Tirith, the city of Gondor, and there is an enormous army from all the evil places headed towards Gondor for the battle Uh, that we all know is coming so that's where i'm up to pretty exciting times i'm happy to be back away from frodo and sam because it was pretty slow going for a while but this is heading up to the climax of the entire book as i'm here in the return of the king this week, I want to show you a little bit from a band that I have been listening to for years and years. However, they have undergone a change of lead singer, and that band is Hawk Nelson. Now, Hawk Nelson used to have the singer Jason Dunn, um, but when he was uh, finished with the band, he actually passed on the microphone to the backup singer and guitarist. The new lineup. And the new sound is a little bit more, dare I say, CCM, Contemporary Christian Music, a little bit more pop, but I actually really enjoy it. Now, as far as music that I listen to that has to do with God and all that, I tend to gravitate more towards something like this than standard worship music. So when I listen to um, a couple of Hawk Nelson's latest albums, I tend to have some pretty good Jesus time. This album that I'm showing you today is Diamonds. Uh, The song playing underneath me is Live Like You're Loved. It's quite a profound one if you actually uh, get into the the meaning behind it. And the song that I'm going to end this episode with is called Made to Live. The reason I'm playing that one isn't necessarily because it's my favorite musically on the album, but because I'm actually one of the crowd voices in this song. They recorded it at Easterfest in 2014, and I am pretty stoked to be technically on a Hawk Nelson album. This song is called Live Like You're Loved. This album is Diamonds by Hawk Nelson. I hope you enjoyed this talk with Tristan Harris about our lady friends. Here we go. So go
1: ahead and live like you live. It's okay to act like you've been
0: set free. His love is made Betty always falls for clickbait.
1: Yeah, always. Yeah, no, every time I just see her scrolling on Facebook, and it'll be like, You'll never believe what this person did to this person, and the reaction shot. And every time, without fail, she clicks it. And then she reaches and she's like, Oh, that wasn't as interesting as I thought. And I was like, Why do you click on that? She's like, I was just so curious. And I'm just like, oh, Okay,
0: that's fair. That's something that I've been. Um, I've been doing a little bit of lately in the creative department is writing blogs Mm. and or, or editing blogs that we get from outreach students. And it's been really fun. I I like words. I like writing Uh, and to be able to make something better when I've been given it it gives me a really satisfied feeling. Uh, So I get to the end of it and, um, and we, we talk kind of as the, as the writing crew at the moment because no one person is designated yet um mm-hmm. that will be fiona when she comes in january um and i i hand it off to to kaylee ratten who has been on pmk before and she spends forever trying to come up with a, a headline and she types it into this website that says it's a headline analyzer yeah. and it comes up with a score out of a hundred uh emotive words and power words and common words and if it's too long then it'll decrease the score and and everything the thing is from what I can see on that website the best way to get a high score is to say something like how I or uh five reasons why and like all these things (laughs) that I absolutely hate and I would never and pretty much have never click on a YWAM blog because of the title (laughs) Oh, man. especially if it's something like we told him about Jesus and and you'll never believe what you never believe what happened yeah and okay that's what i like to joke is is what we we end up coming up with these these yeah. clickbait type titles mm-hmm. but it it isn't sometimes the the excerpts that uh, they're supposed to be catchy yeah you know, catch your eye and make you curious but that's essentially what clickbait is. Yeah. So I I sent one recently to Kaylee. Um, I just finished writing a blog about how I use my uh, my music composition training in missions, and uh, and for this blog I gave it the title that was something completely outlandish, like five reasons why I learned how to use my university training in. Missions, it'll make you cry. Click here. You'll never find out why. You'll get (laughs) ten. You'll never find out why. You just throw that in there. (laughs) You'll never find out why.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yes. You never believe. (laughs) Okay. Like you'll just never figure it out.
0: You'll never find out why. Um, But uh, I guess that'll make you curious as well. And then I said something like, "Every person that clicks on this, (laughs) every person that clicks on this will get ten thousand dollars, (laughs) and it'll make you cry." Um, plus there's pictures of babies and then (laughs) I said, surely that'd get a hundred out of a hundred on the headline analyzer. That'll get everybody (laughs) clicking on this blog. Why Newcastle posted some kind of spam blog. I want to check this out. (laughs) It might give me a virus, but maybe I'll receive revelation from the Lord.
1: It's funny. I actually just, I Googled why I'm Newcastle. And one of the things that came up was a blog and I don't know if if I should be talking about this, but, um, or bring in even more to it but there's a blog that uh I think a former student had wrote that said why I think or like why I'm is a cult or like why I think why i is a cult oh
0: yeah mm-hmm. and I read
1: that and it was you know based on very non-solid evidence and yeah. someone's you know a little mm-hmm. sensitive and heard about you know some of the leadership and mm-hmm. And just didn't approve the method, methods, but I was just like putty. I was like, "Oh my god!"
0: Yeah. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> why a cult. No, <laughs> you know, and I just like, I've been deceived. Yeah, just like I, I was so interested. Wait, Wyam's not a cult? No, oh, that's exactly what a cultist would say. Exactly. Oh my it's
1: like no way, or was I tricked into it? You know, you know, like mm. I always have those. Yeah. I don't
0: okay. I think all the time, um, so. To to explain that one, yeah, uh, there was somebody that there was a DTS student used to be. um, at one stage about five or three or four years ago I think it was before I came on staff which was Mm -hmm. 2014 and they'd had some bad experiences with leadership they really disagreed on certain rules and that made them very uh, closed off Mm -hmm. to receiving the fullness of what a DTS could be Um, and so every single thing they found issue with and that the, I, I'm a very hopeful person and I like to believe for people even for people that seem to be really against us I like mm. to believe until I've been personally hurt that there's still hope for them and even after I've been hurt yeah, I, I like to hope that they'll be redeemed before Jesus one day somehow Yeah, hopefully um, but uh, with this person, they they went very public with it. I think they went to Women's Weekly or something like that, which is a big Australian magazine. Really, and uh, they had this article published. And in response, David Stevenson actually wrote a yeah an official apology yeah. and uh, and reply to yeah. it. Yeah,
1: sort of also a bit of rebuttal, I think, and just like yeah, for sure, explain some mm-hmm. of the the comments that she made and how they. Yeah, and how they did things, and I thought that was really, really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, how he how he responded to that, right? And mm-hmm. not from a place of hurt, but but like uh, it's just not true. Oh, yeah. it,
0: it was so sad. Yeah. I mean, I think one of the opening lines of David's statement was something like, "We are deeply saddened by uh, this article that was published mm. and written by one of our um, our former students." who we loved and respected as one of our own family members. Mm. Um, And now one of the things that this person happened to have issue with was the fact that they weren't allowed to pursue romantic relationships on a DTS. Now, there is an entirely uh, solid and important reason why we don't do that. And it's because we're going through so much... Um, tearing down of false ideas and emotional concepts of God, surgery, and yeah, emotional heart surgery. Yeah. And when you are, when you're in this type of close knit community, you're seeing a person hours and hours every single day. Um, and I mean, in in moments of confidence, sharing things, mm-hmm. confessing your sins to your brother so that you can receive yeah. prayer and healing. Mm-hmm. Those are really vulnerable, and they form really, really deep ties with people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if you actually take that further, then that not only distracts you from God in this six months, which everyone can be single for six months. Yeah. I yeah. Everyone can be single for six months. I feel like if you can't be single for that long... It's your issue, yeah. it It, it is your issue, and that's something that hopefully... A DTS would bring out, or something similar, mm-hmm. yeah. being open to God. Sure. He will show you the uh, the flaws in your character, so that He can build them up mm-hmm. and make them strengths. Yeah, confession time. I remember before I went to DTS, I,
1: and it's so bad to say, but like I had the thought in the back of my mind, like you know, I hope I meet my mm-hmm. uh, future wife. You know, the God stuff is cool, music mm-hmm. stuff is cool, but slightly, you know, like when you're in a new like pool like a in, in sphere of influence like you and you meet new people and
0: mm-hmm.
1: you hope to find you know someone that you resonate with and yeah. connect with and maybe have a relationship with and mm-hmm. I remember on my DTS like just that like it was so easy to get emotionally attached to people because yeah. so much is going on and and you know you're very vulnerable and you're just learning about transparency and how important that is to be and through that you can get Accidentally create spiritual and emotional ties with someone and not even know it. Yeah. And then once that doesn't work out or once you leave that or you, you're here you, you, and you mix up God's thoughts with your thoughts mm-hmm. and, you, and you think God's putting this person in your mind and yeah. with, with it, but it's actually just your own musings and I mm-hmm. think like God's telling you like this is the person, this is the right one, mm-hmm. why am I going through all these feelings but you're actually confusing what God's teaching you at that time with your infatuation with someone yeah and it's so easy on DTS and even as a like staff member Michelle. to get caught up in that mm-hmm. And that's why I'm like same situation as you I'm kind of glad I waited until mm. you know I, I was done my DTS and I was able to do a secondary school mm-hmm. um, and that's again where I met my now girlfriend slash fiance I guess not even she's not even my girlfriend anymore she's just my fiance <laughs> I always like, make that mistake yeah. Um, your future wife. My future wife. I found her.
0: And you can say with certainty that she is your future wife. Yes. For yeah. sure.
1: Yeah. 100% certainty at this point.
0: You put a ring on it.
1: Yeah. yeah thank you, Beyonce. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Amen.
0: So relationships in a YWAM context, I think, are a really beautiful thing. Mm. Um, for one, I wouldn't be alive if it wasn't for a YWAM relationship. <laughs> my parents were YWAMers. <laughs>
1: what a great time.
0: um <laughs> uh but but for another um we are in a very very unique place where we get to always be around the the people that we love yeah. um our friends or even further you know mm. um, so it's uh the amount of time that we spend with them every day every week uh is going to be drastically more than yeah. in typically in the outside world uh so yeah. Uh let's let's um briefly share a bit of our our stories mm. um with our significant others. <laughs> and Our love uh,
1: stories, our tales. Our, yeah. our love
0: stories. Mm-hmm. Then we will talk about long distance dating. Yeah and what that's been like for both of us. Mm. Okay. You first. Yeah, so like I said I met
1: uh Betty Lisa Meiden my fiancé on the School of Music Admissions Mm -hmm. uh, here at Newcastle and um, yeah, I remember at first uh, when I met her there there was no feelings at all Mm -hmm. none whatsoever not that she wasn't attractive, not that she wasn't, you know Mm -hmm. physically beautiful, but like it was just I just wasn't interested in any relationships at that point Mm -hmm. and wasn't looking for um, you know a a relationship at that time because it was committed to being single and mm-hmm. following whatever God had for me and and uh it was just easier that way with um no no uh, not being tied down to anything and mm-hmm. um yeah so I throughout my lecture phase on my school life, um, I um was more than happy being single and being able to talk to whoever I wanted to and yeah. do whatever I wanted um by myself and not have to, you know, worry about the schedule and mm. try to spend all my moments mm-hmm. with them. So it was nice and refreshing, and it was, like, it was also, it was a good change because I didn't want a relationship either. Mm-hmm. You know, like, a lot of people, you know, they may not be pursuing a relationship at the time, but they think in the back of their minds, like, oh, I'd be really nice if I was with someone mm-hmm. doing this. But, yeah, to me, like, I was, like, this is awesome. Like, I get to just do mm-hmm. missions and do life with God, and and when my wife, my future wife comes, she'll come. Like, like I yeah. wasn't thinking too much about it, wasn't consuming my thoughts, but on outreach um where we went to New Zealand and we were touring around playing music and mm-hmm. evangelizing we spent more and more time with each other and heard more about each other's dreams and God was speaking to each of us individually mm. which is nice and um about the same things and about his characteristic as a lover not just as God as a king as mm. a father but also he is we are the bridegroom yeah and he is well, the bridegroom we are the bride he's yeah, he's, yeah mm-hmm. bridegroom Theology. yeah yeah um <laughs> yeah so i was learning a lot about that and uh so was she and we we're reading similar passages and mm. going through s- certain things and even god was even speaking dreams and visions about each other to us and which was confusing and mm. throughout that whole time i remember just praying those feelings away because i was yeah. like this is so good like i got a good thing going like i'm i'm single and yeah. I'm, I'm not tied down and mm-hmm. like everything's good you know and a relationship might not make it that way (laughs) yeah and um which i think is a common thought Mm. but um the more i got to know her the more i just realized like yeah this is the one and it was so funny because she became the one right it wasn't Mm -hmm. just like love at first sight and like i knew when i first saw her that she she was i was gonna marry her you know Mm -hmm. um it was like a, a progression of god revealing to me um through dreams and through scripture and through, uh, words that, um, she was the one in, that, mm-hmm. uh, he wanted me to partner with and do life with essentially. Mm. And, uh, it was pretty amazing. And we, we got to travel New Zealand together. And obviously when you spend that much time with each other, you get to see each other in how you react to certain situations. Right. Yeah. like, which I think outreach is like a, not to you, overuse this term, but like a breeding ground for, um, close personal relationships because you mm-hmm. see each other at your best and at your worst and how you yeah. react to uh, stress and pressure mm-hmm. and and you know everything that... it's also
0: a good place to realize that they are not the one for you exactly yeah and, and
1: you see all those things that outreach encompasses and
0: yeah yes and um,
1: part of me was also worried that outreach might have um, accentuated those feelings right and, and made it yeah. something bigger than it actually was mm-hmm. but prayer and discernment like we we decided that this is something that we wanted to pursue and it was three weeks prior that um we had um told each other uh three weeks prior to coming back sorry mm-hmm. i should mention that um coming back to australia that we um had told each other how we how we felt about each mm-hmm. other which made it really hard because we both agreed not to date until that point but mm-hmm. we knew mm-hmm. that we had fallen in love with each other yeah so it was like uh, tried not to make it obvious but it was so obvious you know, <laughs> and we tried to mm-hmm. you know, spend as much time as we could without seeming like there was something there but mm-hmm. obviously everyone on our team knew it was a small team mm. and uh, yeah and then we came back to Newcastle for uh, one week for one week and mm-hmm. March 13th is when um, we officially started dating and we made it Facebook official the day after
0: <laughs> around that time it was probably that very night I was sitting outside, um, in front of our house here, and saw you and Betty walking up the hill <laughs> towards the house, holding oh, hands.
1: Yeah. Wait, did you say anything?
0: Did you check uh, your like
1: music in or something? Or
0: I think I was just praying. <laughs> uh, and okay, but I, I saw you guys holding hands and went, huh? Okay. <laughs> I, I feel like that's what I actually said. I I figured I remember said, remember because Betty okay. felt so awkward
1: afterwards. She was like, oh my gosh, that's so weird. She, he thinks we're awkward. <laughs> like he doesn't approve. Oh, that's so funny. Oh, yeah, that's, yeah.
0: Okay, so you made Facebook it Facebook official the very next day, and, uh, and everybody was all, oh my goodness, Betty and Tristan. Yeah, and, that was a great time. Uh, yeah. Yeah, because everybody makes a big deal out of it. Yeah. Especially if it's on Facebook and then people back home see it too. Yeah. And then, oh, Tristan went to Australia and he found a girl. Yeah. But she's from Norway. So. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So, yeah, I do not recommend that.
1: Um, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that was a a lot of miles Mm. for
0: sure. Okay. All right. Uh, So you were together, dating together in the same place for a week. Mm -hmm. and and then you parted ways yeah (laughs) yep (laughs) and that was that was really sad
1: yeah i think it was more sad for me (laughs) um she like she knew like like she she was sad obviously and like we were gonna miss each other but she knew that like she was gonna see me again Mm -hmm. right but i was like how is this gonna work you know like (laughs) you, you know like i was thinking distance i was like oh i have to find a you know find a way to norway have to get the money yeah. for that and mm. it was yeah it was a tough time and i <laughs> it was the worst train ride of my life um <sighs> yeah
0: i know all about that yeah
1: <laughs> luckily i had gianna another student mm-hmm. <laughs> there to console me <laughs> yeah <laughs> um Bill. oh wow no that was that was a yeah that was a fun time Come yeah on. i left australia leaving her um which I imagine must have been awful for her to watch me go. Mm. I always think it's worse for, you know, for the person, like to watch the person you love leave. Because yeah. you kind of have to stay there, and then life's just mm-hmm. different without them. But um, I think she reacted well to it, mm-hmm. as well as she could. And, um, yeah, I went back to Canada.
0: And then we'll cut there, and then yeah. we'll we'll pick up there in a, in a few minutes after I've told mine. So, oh, yeah, sorry. So this will be like a parallel... Um, parallel stories. Yeah, so, God,
1: God was speaking a lot to you about Fiona at the time,
0: hey? Yeah, now, yeah. Uh, interestingly, when uh, when she was on her discipleship training school, I was just on staff. Mm. And I was on staff in a department that I didn't necessarily feel called to be part of, but I was wanting to um, to be diligent in my work and and put him first in everything. And I was at a stage in my life, just like you, where I was very happy staying Clear of girls, very very happy, and that was right when she showed up. Um,
1: it's like that classic thing. It's like, the
0: cliche, yeah. right? When you when you stop looking, stop you, you find phone, it. And, yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah, but she um, <laughs> within within about a, a month of her of her DTS beginning, she had a crush on me. In her mind, it was never going to go anywhere, anyway. Mm-hmm. And um, to help console herself, she. Uh, she mentally set me up with every other girl that she saw me ever interacting with. What? Uh, which, okay, now all the female listeners, I'm sure you understand what that is like, yep. because apparently you all do it, but that's what girls do.
1: I guess Betty did do that too, eh? Hey?
0: She she probably would have. She yeah, probably she, would have seen she... you with Gianna and Krista and thought, well, I guess there's nothing, nothing between and us. It was more
1: like... This is funny. I think I did that to her a lot. Okay. (laughs) I think at one point on outreach, and this is when we were both like in love with each other, I said, I said, I can't wait to meet your future husband. (laughs) (laughs) What? And she was just, and I saw it in her face. She was like, oh. (laughs) Like, hopes just smashed. (laughs) Oh, man. And we, yeah, and, well, oh, yeah, and then I recovered it with like, or maybe you already met him, like you like you know like trying to be like super like subtle about it, like I'm not trying to say like, hey, look at me. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Oh, that was oh that was funny. She still sometimes gets on me for that because she was like, I was so confused. <laughs> now I just feel like I'm the woman in this kid, you know? Like
0: you're a bit of an outlier here. Yeah. Okay, so Fiona was setting me up with every other girl mentally, not yeah. not doing anything in person. Um, <laughs> meanwhile, we were friends. Yeah. And I was very happy with being her friend. Um, but I was closer with some of the other people on her DTS quarter. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, right around Christmas time, it was right before she left to go on outreach, I started picking up on the fact that I was okay with her showing up everywhere that I was. <laughs> you know? And. And at times even I'd go walking through the house and look for uh, a select few of my friends mm. and she would be numbered among them. Um, but it, I would never go looking for her specifically. But if I found her, then cool, we'll have a chat. She's fun. Aww.
1: Um,
0: meanwhile, uh, I, w- I was about to say little did I know, but I, I was pretty sure that she had a crush on me. Mm. Um, so I thought if I'm hanging out with her too much... And I'm definitely leading her on, and that is a bad thing to do. She's here to focus on Jesus. So I'm going to step back. She went on outreach. We didn't communicate at all while well, she was on an outreach, and it was awesome. She actually happened to meet up with my family uh, in Byron Bay for one day. Uh, they, they came down from the Gold Coast to do a local outreach for uh, one single afternoon of ministry. Of course. And yeah. she met my family, and she was really awkward about it. Um, because she liked me, yeah, but they didn't know who she was. I'd never spoken to them about her because I never saw her as a, an obo- a potential. Um, oh, man. <laughs> so that, that was pretty funny to hear her recount that to me when she got back from, from Mexico. Uh, but she actually... Uh, she even passed on something that my little brother had said to her in Byron Bay. He said, Tell Ryan his farts stink. And she, pardon the pun, held that in for the entirety of outreach and then came back to me and said, Tyson says your farts stink. Tyson, (laughs) how dare you be a little brother? Uh, um, But when she got back, I was pretty happy to see her and we spent a couple hours together that first day. And that's when I realized that something was kind of changing inside of me and... Mm throughout her her final week. Um, We spent a little bit of time together, but not a lot. And I wasn't praying about it at that stage. Um, She wasn't praying about it at that stage. We were just being friends. And she hadn't seen me for two and a half months. And uh, she was going to take the school of communication that I was about to take as well. So we were going to be classmates. So may as well have a friendship. When her entire DTS left, I was pretty much her only friend left, so we spent quite a lot of time together because I didn't want her to feel left out or anything, and that kind of sped up the (laughs) the feelings a little bit. Um, And uh, yep, and right around Easter time, I told her that I fancied her, and um, so British. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I like to be a little more. Clear about it, because if you say you like someone, then hey, I like you, but I don't like you, like you. That's how they say in Claudio's chance meatballs, like <laughs> you, like you. Uh, I would say I fancy you to my friends. No, like uh, my friends. Uh, okay, I fancy,
1: I fancy you, Ryan. <laughs> no, is that is that weird?
0: That yeah. Well, in my definition of it. Okay. Anyway, let's <laughs> let's right. let's speed this along. Okay. <laughs> um. So she actually went away for a week uh, to go on holidays to a place that I used to live because yeah. uh, she'd met somebody from there and they offered to, to house her for a week um, but right before she left we decided that we weren't going to do anything because mm-hmm. three months later at the end of the school she'd leave and it'd be heartbreaking yeah. so uh, we were both convinced that nothing was going to happen she went off for a week to a place I used to live and that was a little hard for her because yeah. she's looking around Ryan probably went to that McDonald's <laughs> Ryan used to live in that house right there yeah. so it was a little bit hard for her meanwhile I'm over here enjoying peace I don't have to worry about it anymore and then she gets back and my heart skips a beat and then we <laughs> next thing yeah. you know within a week we're we starting and then we we're on the school together for, mm. for three months in person which was a really nice way to start out a relationship that's turned into long distance yeah Um, for sure. And yeah, it was new and exciting for both of us. Um, we'd never had a a girlfriend or a boyfriend before. So, um, yeah, we, uh, she left in July, um, actually four months ago to the day. Yeah. Um, and that was a, that was a really sad train ride for me too. (laughs) Uh, Freaking train. I'm, I oh, man. Ugh. Meanwhile, she was crying on the plane. And I was crying on the train. Waterworks going everywhere. Yeah. Um, but I'm actually going to see her in about a week <laughs> and a half. So I'm really excited we've been apart for four months. Physically okay.
1: frothing. Yeah. Yeah. Get
0: it. It's dripping on the floor. It's
1: kind of disgusting. Yeah. I wasn't going to say anything.
0: but. Okay, long distance relationship. How how did you navigate this?
1: Um, could you rephrase the question?
0: Mm-hmm. How did you go about a long-distance relationship?
1: Um, lots of
0: FaceTime calls. hmm Um,
1: very little texting and handwritten letters. More from her, less from me. Okay. Very notebook style. Like, Nicholas Sparks mm-hmm. played a
0: big role in this. Okay. And... So, which... Well, I'm not going to say an Alzheimer's joke. Continue. <laughs>
1: no, do it. No. <laughs> <Okay>. um... <laughs> Yeah, so we...
0: Not speaking that out, Simon. (laughs) Keep going. (laughs) The FaceTime calls. No lot of texting. Why not a lot of texting?
1: It just felt very impersonal to us. I agree. And, um, you know, there's only so much emojis can do. Yeah. And um, no amount of hearts can... Oh, wait. Oh. No amount of hearts can... um, compared to just seeing her face and talking to her. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. as much, you know, and FaceTime's impersonal as well, compared to actually being with her. Yeah. But it's the best, you know, best we got. Mm. And... Um,
0: until virtual reality. Until, yeah, exactly,
1: yeah. until holograms come in. Mm-hmm. But, you know, until then, hopefully we won't, we won't be apart for that. No. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> anyway, but uh, that's how we... Um, did it and it was working for us. And every once in a while, we get a letter, or I'd send her a package, and mm. and uh, she would send me photos of our um, of our time and that I went to Norway. Mm. Um, I went to Norway. Okay, I'll, so I'll, you, give, I'll, I'll get back to that. All right, But that's how we um, sort of did long distances. Uh, mm-hmm. we, we always Facetime each other. Oh, we we knew she was eight hours ahead, and we'd always talk to each other um, before I left for work,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and um, before she went to bed. Yeah, and we'd always like that was a routine for us, and that's yeah. how we kept communication because we're very physical touch people, mm-hmm. and without that, we had to kind of rely on just using our words and yeah. and quality time. <laughs> Use <laughs> you your know? words. You know? yeah. It's like I love you. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I can't show you that, but I can say it, and like yeah. it it worked for us. Mm-hmm. And um, I wouldn't want to do it again, obviously. Mm-hmm. Now after being with her for so long and having her used to being around and being able to hold but hence um, hence the proposal hence the yes exactly mm. um, so hopefully that keeps her around a little bit longer
0: yeah um,
1: and uh, <laughs> yes but that's how we um, our way of doing our long distance relationship yeah. and, and and
0: yeah worked out in the end mhm mm-hmm. yeah um, i i agree with you that the texting feels quite impersonal anytime that uh, because of time zones for Fiona and I, she's in Michigan, so that's the Eastern USA time zone. Yeah. um The only times that we can talk uh until about lunchtime, my time. Yeah. uh Which happens to be her afternoon evening, and sometimes she's babysitting or doing other things and yeah. having friends and stuff. And yeah. uh, why would you even? Do you ever that? get
1: offended? Like, yeah. <laughs> Come was, on. I was like, what are you doing? Having a life. Yeah. I'm here. <laughs> like, I'm
0: just sitting at home.
1: Like, i always it's so bad i always used to get so upset I'm like where were you She's like, i was at bible group or like, like bible study friends and i was like oh and like you can't get mad at her for it and yeah. you feel like you know a
0: bad guy being like i was praying i was spending time with the lord i was like oh. how dare you like classic you know yeah. it's
1: a good excuse you know
0: yeah
1: i don't know it it was yeah that was tough and yeah and like i think you're i don't know you could probably agree with this like You've, when you ever you're talking to her, it's like it's an awesome feeling, but it's like mm. like also there's a longing, right? It's like it's it's not enough, and you you're always emotional. Yeah, at least I was, <laughs> and someone's more than her, a lot of tears. Um, what are you laughing? <laughs> it's like i am being real here, Ryan.
0: <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm laughing at how emotional you are even compared to her and and hearing yeah. you guys the other day talk about it um, <laughs> she was making fun of you for being so emotional and
1: she makes fun of herself for being so emotional and I you know okay it's, 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 it's,
0: okay. it's okay Fiona and I both wear our hearts in our sleeves and yeah. everybody could tell that we were yeah. falling for each other mm-hmm. at the time yeah
1: and everyone knows like if you hear about Betty and I on base, like you, you know, like we're always holding hands. You know, we're always with each other. Yeah. Like we're very it, physical. Is
0: something going on between yes, you two?
1: <laughs> uh, Meanwhile, like yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway,
0: um, <laughs> not
1: gonna yep. go in
0: to that. Sorry. But, um, uh, what I was getting at here with the time zones hmm. is that um, Fiona and I send each other some texts to wake up to. Yeah. Which which is nice. A it? It's text, a way of... Yeah, text, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and also text from throughout the day before the other is awake so that we feel a little bit more included in mm-hmm. each other's day. And it's cute. And yeah, it's so cute. It's, yeah. it's so cute. It's it's actually really nice. Um, mm-hmm. And sometimes yeah. I don't send her enough because I get distracted and mm-hmm. I don't have internet access. Yeah. Like right oh. now. Uh, sorry, Fee. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> uh... <laughs> She won't understand. (laughs) She just won't. (laughs) Okay, uh, right from the get-go, Fiona and I were taking a school of communications. So we were immediately thrown into this understanding of how important communication is. So that was one of the, I guess, the the pillars of our relationship, the foundation stones. How many other analogies can I go with here? was communication. Yeah, it was communication, yeah. Yeah. Uh, And having very uh thorough communication and also as as often as we could um mm. because we both need that because um, mm-hmm. we're both quite emotional people yeah and if something is going on in either of our lives then we are going to need to process it and we want to include the other in that anyway yeah, so for sure texting is not our preferred medium we actually do phone calls facetime audio calls mm-hmm. um a little bit more because it's it suits our respective lifestyles a little bit more Yeah. Um, usually a video call means that you can only focus on the video call unless you're a woman True. in which case you can do multiple things but I'm <laughs> quite yeah, limited think... yeah. I'm just twitterpated, staring at a screen so I'm kind of immobile um, yeah. so it, it works out fairly well for us and then we, we use a video call as more of a special thing once a week mm-hmm. type of thing but, before long, I'll actually be there in person. Yeah. Um, yeah. You were apart for one month yeah. before you went over to Norway for a month. That's right. And how did you reach that decision? And how did you go about... Uh, what did you do while you were there? I mean, you don't need to go into specifics, but... Yeah. Um,
1: well, um. obviously, I wanted to go to Norway first. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I. I don't know. I think it was just, for me, I... I couldn't wait you know like mm-hmm. we had just gotten officially into a relationship mm-hmm. for a week and then we just departed so I was doing everything I can I got home you know it, it was so bittersweet like mm-hmm. it was nice to be home but I was just my heart was in Norway mm-hmm. um, and so I instantly I, I looked at my bank account I was like how do I make this work and yeah and um, through God and um, my tax return <laughs> yeah I was able to get a return flight to norway nice and it was awesome and it happened perfect timing um i went there i believe in late april and so like a month after um returning uh home from australia uh and i went over there to meet her family mm-hmm. and um, she's got a lot of siblings and yeah and family that i had to meet so mm-hmm. um and I was just so stoked to see Norway. The way she talked about it, it was incredible. And it was.
0: It is. Yeah.
1: And it's probably you know it's one of the most beautiful countries in in the world. Definitely. I I'd reckon. Mm-hmm. Um, close to New Zealand, and uh, yeah, so went there and um, it was uh, it was awesome. I spent a month there. Uh, was able to be on their in, like be there for their Independence Day, May twenty uh, May seventeenth. 17th I Old think night. it is. 17th of May.
0: Yeah.
1: yeah. I better get that right. Mm-hmm. Um where we'd eat hot dogs and ice cream all day, dress up in <laughs> dress up in yeah. costumes yeah. and yeah. jump
0: over hats and things. Yeah, exactly. Traditional you know, like,
1: Nord- Yeah, exactly. And troll dolls and yeah. it was it was awesome. <laughs> it's such a different culture. Yeah. I really appreciate it. And this is something like uh, we don't have to give. But something I really appreciated about Norwegian culture is that to for their family, they do not stay in their rooms. Mm-hmm. Right? I think and back at home I, I would always go to my room if I wanted you know yeah hang out somewhere mm-hmm. but they always hang out in the living room the space where it's public and mm-hmm. people can come in time and hang out and yeah that's something I really appreciated the the um, the community aspect is so mm-hmm. different there than um, uh, Canada and America I reckon mm-hmm. and um, it was it was amazing and I really got to know our family that way because sometimes they just come over randomly and in the living room we all hang out and they made the effort to talk English to me yeah uh, their her family is amazing and I instantly fell in love with each and every one of them mm. and uh, uh, particularly like her mom is so uh, amazing I could go into so much detail about how amazing she is but uh, yeah so meeting your family was a big mm. thing on our agenda like all, all the people that are important to her I would want it to be important to me because mm-hmm. eventually they would be my family yeah. essentially you know being married mm-hmm. um, and uh, we also saw like Bergen one of the main cities there yeah, Olsens nice. mm-hmm. artsy cool cities had coffee there and mm-hmm. um, and plus the place where she lives it's called uh, Statland mm-hmm. I don't think I said that right but yeah, it's Stop yeah. and it's incredible she lives right on a mountain um, Surround a fjord Which is like yeah. the ocean yeah. And so she has everything and We would go on hikes together, drink coffee And mm-hmm. uh, go to the beach Surfing in Norway, which is weird And incredible yeah. and You would never know, but it's actually surfing hot spot Anyway mm-hmm. So that was a very important trip Because also God was speaking a lot of vision In Norway mm-hmm. about what, what it could be And what my role was there And um that was really cool because Betty's wanted to live in Norway her whole life. She has an idea of a ministry f- for her hometown and mm. I was worried if I fit in there yeah. somehow but God was explicitly told me like I-, I want you here one day. Yeah. It's amazing and cool. gave me more confidence to pursue the relationship. Yeah. Right? Because once your goals are aligned then mm-hmm. that's awesome and you're yeah. both pursuing God and we were and, uh, and are and mm-hmm. uh yeah. So then, after being in Norway, I went home, and um,
0: another teary departure.
1: Another teary departure. I left her again. Yeah. <laughs> sorry. Um, sorry, and uh, for that, and uh, that time was harder for her. Mm. I think um, she had missed me being there, and it wasn't mm. the same because um, now, like we had made memories together in Norway. So it was hard for for a while, at least, being home without yeah. me and. We'd been, we had gotten so used to being with each other Mm. and did everything together. And, um, and, uh, yeah, so that was, it was hard, you know, but we worked through it. God was good. And three months we just spent, um, uh, in like doing long distance, Mm -hmm. going back to the FaceTime calls and it was just so bittersweet. Yeah. But then, um, three months later she came to Canada. She met my family. Mm -hmm showed her the sights of Saskatchewan.
0: Yeah. Um, there Check is, out there our is no mountains. <laughs> Check
1: out ice. Yeah, yeah ice, no. ice. Actually, yeah, cool story I'll tell later. Um, but yeah, so we, um, we she got to uh, Saskatoon. She actually arrived in BC for a friend's wedding, Brianna, mm-hmm. yeah. a former Wyomer here. Mm-hmm. And I actually got to go pick her up from BC uh, um, and nice. drive her back here. So she got to see the west side of canada which is amazing wow yeah incredible and she loved it and it kind of reminded her of home a little bit with the yeah. mountains and the ocean mm-hmm. and, um and then we saw banff and we stayed in calgary with my uncle and nice. it was really cool and then we got to saskatoon and it was you know boring <laughs> and um and it was like, literally as as we we're going back i was like i'm so sorry and she's like why she's like where i live is just awful <laughs> like, and i love saskatoon it's home but it's just yeah there's not much to do there yeah and um it was also hard it was also hard for her because she was there for two months this time before we came to Australia Mm -hmm. um so she had to stay home a lot because I was working to fund um my being there and fundraising for Australia I had to work a lot and I worked a lot of hours too it wasn't just like an eight nine to five job it was a lot of work and a lot of hours and because I had to yeah and um yeah, she she definitely didn't like that because it was like she's she's there, but I'm not there. You know, mm-hmm. like and she has nothing to do, and I, I I couldn't imagine. You know, like when I was in Norway and she went to work for a little bit. She was only gone for like four hours. I was miserable. Yeah, I was like, I'm I'm in her home, right? Everything reminds me of her. Yeah, but I can't yeah. be with her. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so two months about two months roll by, and um, it started snowing. And um, I had ordered the ring because <laughs> yeah. I had decided I wanted to propose to her, mm. and I finally found the perfect ring. Yeah. Um, it was exactly like what I thought she would like, and, mm-hmm. and thank you Pinterest because I already <sighs> knew I was inside her mind already because everything that she thought was cool was on Pinterest, yeah. and um, so I kind of knew what she kind of wanted, and um, I got the ring, and it was, but it wasn't supposed to arrive mm. until after we we had left to Australia yeah so I was really bummed about that I really wanted to propose in Canada Mm -hmm. but it didn't look like that was gonna be an option so I was gonna get my dad just to mail it over to Australia when he got the chance when he arrived back home Mm -hmm. but for some weird reason just a stroke of luck that it arrived like two weeks before it was supposed to arrive (laughs) and like on the fifth and I remember getting it and I was like I'm gonna propose for tonight I'm just gonna do it tonight. Like yeah. this is a sign. <laughs> like you know, like making a correlation. Like it's God. And, yeah. And I, I actually believe it was. And mm. it was so funny. We were just packing that day. It was like a normal day. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is perfect. It's gonna surprise her. You know, it's it's gonna be completely out of the blue. Yeah. Cause she had like she had known that like she had no idea. Like she had known like I was gonna propose at some point, but yeah. she had no idea when. And she didn't even know I had a ring. Yeah. So um, yeah, we were packing. We we're done. We we're done packing. And it was like probably it was nighttime around like i don't know it's probably eight o'clock or something like that and we were just sitting there in a sweatpants and i was like hey it's snowing let's go for a drive and she's like okay where you want to go I, was like, I don't know just go get changed she's like do i have to get changed if we're just going for a drive I'm like just go get changed <laughs> like trying like to be as, as in, you know mm-hmm. um so she's like okay <laughs> so she's going to go get changed and we were in the, driving in the snow in in my pickup truck. Yeah. We got hot chocolate. Yep. You know, and, and drove and uh, wa- walked around. We drove in uh, to a bridge and walked along the bridge and mm-hmm. just drinking our hot chocolate. Super Canadian. Yeah. It's like, it's Canadian as it gets, I think. Yeah. And um, I remember she she even said like this would be a perfect time for you to propose to me or something. Really? Like, or she had thought that. Okay. And, like, when we were <laughs> up on this bridge and um, I was just like. It would be perfect but I want it to be a surprise. So we got back to the truck and um, Bonnie um, Perth was playing okay. and that's her favorite song. Uh, strategically put that on mm-hmm. and in that during that song I was just telling her how much I loved her and how important she was to me how important these couple months and the, the few months that we've been dating have been like the best times in my life and I had to tell her all that, and to her, like, I tell her that, like, a lot, right? You know, like, how much I love her, and she was like, oh, like, I love you too, and she didn't think much of it. Then Holocene, mm-hmm. another Bon Bear song, started playing, and that's my favorite song, and then as that song started playing, it's got, like, this beautiful acoustic beginning, and I just pulled out the ring, and she was started, just started crying. Like, I was, oh, it was amazing. Um, it was snowing, like, it was so beautiful. We were just in the pickup truck, like, in the front seat, and yeah. she was just, like, you got the ring (laughs) like of course Then i proposed to her in norwegian which was a nice touch wow nice not good norwegian but (laughs) she kind of like understood yeah and um and so yeah she was really surprised and that was the important part to me was the the, like not like the big like big proposal it was just more like a nice surprise you know Mm -hmm. and it was very gentle and i would say and very like good yeah
0: Mm mm-hmm
1: so it is perfect, I would mm-hmm. say. And uh, yeah, we proposed, put it on Facebook. Thank God we weren't here when we did it because it
0: would, would have been a similar situation. People like,
1: oh my gosh, congrats! Yeah,
0: oh, it was. It was still like that when you guys. Yeah, were, when we were yeah, gone, yeah. even you know,
1: like <laughs> yeah. we would go, We we came here like after after I proposed and, um, people were like. Are you the married couple? Like, yeah, we all everyone knows you. Like, you're you're Betty and Tristan. Like, yep. yeah, everyone knew. And y- you
0: guys are getting married in July, June, right, July, July first. July first. No, we actually
1: got the confirmation, July first. Nice. Family can make it out, which is amazing. Beautiful in Norway, in her in her garden. Nice. And it's gonna be like it's what she is her dream wedding, and yep. so therefore it's my dream wedding
0: too. Yeah. And so <laughs> it's gonna be
1: amazing. Anyway, yeah. so that's enough about that's that brings us up to date about my story my bout with long distance yeah so
0: you're going to see i'm going to see fiona on the 14th of november Mm -hmm. which is very soon and i'm very excited yeah Um, we got tickets about three months ago it was after we'd been apart for a month and a half um but when when she left we had no idea when the next time we would see each other was Mm. so that made it extra hard um but nope we're not engaged no, at this stage, yep. um, and I um, yep plan on keeping it that way for a while. That's fair. Yeah. Uh, yep. Haven't met her family yet, mm-hmm. so that's that's a little bit nerve-wracking, but also exciting. Yeah. They already love me, so I'm I'm okay. Perfect. Um, cool. Well, that's that's all we have time for. I actually have to go talk to Fiona right now. Classic. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> And, and plus, she's just listened to me say that. Uh, so, um, darling, I'm sorry that <laughs> I was a few minutes late to talk to you. Um, it's because we're having this this conversation about you. Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> betty doesn't and listen betty. to podcasts. So, um, I ask that I bet. Oh, okay.
0: Ooh, okay. <clears throat> All right. Uh, well. Thank you so much, Tristan, for joining Pastors Middle Kid again. Thank you. Uh, I know that this third time. Third time. Yeah. Uh, well, this was more of a uh, more of a personal one, hmm. <clears throat> and uh, I will have you on in the future to talk about different things, music-related and yeah. stuff like that. Um, so that is something to look forward to, listeners. And that is all. So thanks for listening. Hopefully you'll tune in next week. This has been Pastors Middle Kid. My name is Ryan Luke. Have a good time. Whatever you're doing. Whatever you are. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> so